This week, I went and had lunch with Maxton at his school. I did this because back when it was his birthday in September, we couldn't go into school to have lunch uh, on his birthday. And uh, the other week was McKinney's uh, birthday, and we could go into school, so I went and had lunch with her, and he found out, and what do you think he did? You didn't come to my school for lunch with me, so I rectified the problem and went and had lunch with him. And while I was waiting in the lobby for his class to come down to the cafeteria, uh, I was sitting there just thinking to myself about what I was going to preach this Sunday, you know, multitasking, things like that. And then his class came around the corner, and I noticed his teacher doing this at a distance with each kid. Counting them, making sure that all of her little ducks were right there. And then at the end of lunch, when they lined back up again, there she went again, counting all of her little ducks to make sure she hadn't left any. And the teachers right now, they're just nodding their heads. How, teachers, how many times a week do y'all, or a day, do y'all, do y'all do the little count? A lot. You can't even remember it, right? It just happens all the time. And it made me think back to my days of being a camp counselor because I would count my little ducks Every, every day. And at Lutheridge, you pretty much almost always had eight kids. So I counted to eight at least a thousand times a day. God help me if I had to have 10, because I don't know if I can count to 10, you know. I can get eight, though. Of course, as a parent, I do this, too. I have three kids, McKinney, Maxton, and Alistair. So I do my best to count to three. That's a whole lot easier. There's not going to be any more. We did our part for God and country. Counting is important. Keeping track of those entrusted to you is important. So teachers count their students, parents count their children, and so forth and so on. Today we have a parable about a father who had two sons. And so his job was to count to two. I have one son, I have two sons. One, two. Now, one of these sons, the younger of the two, decided he was tired of being at home and declared to his father, give me what's mine and let me go off and do my own thing. Any parents ever hear that from their, their children before? <laughs> Preston's raising his hand. Have you already asked your dad for your share of the inheritance? Okay. Did you give it to him, Bobby? No? <laughs> Not quite yet. And so off he goes. And parents know you love your children. You love your children no matter what. I mean, there may be some times you don't like your children for once in a while, but you love them nonetheless. And so here's this son gone off to a foreign country with a whole bunch of money and doing God knows what. So what do you think dear old dad does? He waits and he watches and he wonders. When the son comes to his senses, Later on down the line, the, the text tells us that 
before he even gets to the house, when he's a long way off, the father runs out to welcome him. So what does that tell you about what he's been doing this whole time his younger son has been gone? He's been watching for him and waiting. You can almost get the sense of every day he gets up and he goes out to the porch and he just waits there and he watches, hoping for his son to return. Meanwhile, the older son, where are the older, older children out there? Any, any firstborns? I mean, we are superior, right? There we go. Yeah. We do what we're told. We do what's right. Yeah. We don't run, up, run off and do dissolute living. None of that sort of stuff. No, we're, we're superior, right? So that's what the older son does. I, all, all, the, all, the, all the oldest children here, I love it. They're going to give really good today during the offering. Because they're like, yeah, look at us. We made it. He stays behind and he does what he's supposed to. Younger brother's off in dissolute living, and dad's off on the porch, waiting and watching. What's dad doing during this time? Is he counting to two, or is he only counting to one? He's worrying, and in his worry, he's only counting to one. I have one son. I'm waiting for my one son. I'm watching for my one son. All the while, the older brother feels forgotten, overlooked, as if he doesn't count at all. It's only after the party gets thrown, and this is the kicker for me. The father's so happy to have the youngest son back. He embraces him, kisses him, gives him a ring, welcomes him back, throws a big party, and invites everybody but who? He neglected the oldest son. He forgot to count to two. He didn't know how to count to two. It's only after he realizes the mistake he made that he did once again the same thing he did for the younger son. He runs out of the house out to the oldest son and says, in effect, I have one son, I have two sons. I can count to two now. And invites the oldest son back into the party. Who counts? Who gets seen? Who gets recognized? We live in a world today where oftentimes there are any number of people that we overlook, that we miss, that we don't see. I had to stop by a, a fast food place today, uh, not today, but uh, earlier in the week, and it was a little bit hectic there. I could tell they were understaffed, and you know that's kind of a thing right now. They're understaffed, and they had a whole lot of people there. And I waited, and I waited, and I waited. 
And uh, the lady behind the, the counter who was doing about eight different jobs, she kept looking up and apologizing and saying, I'm sorry, sir, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to you as soon as I can. And I kept saying, it's okay. Take your time. And so after she got some of the things done and she was able to, to take my order and serve me, she then, I, I looked at her and I said, I bet you get a bunch of junk during the day, don't you? She said, oh, you wouldn't, you can't even begin to imagine. I said, people kind of rude to you? She goes, a lot. I said, well, you're doing a great job. You and everybody else. I appreciate you. You're doing a great job and keep it up. And she actually started crying and she said, you don't know how long it's been since somebody has said that to me. And it was kind of a nothing thing for me, just a little moment to stop and see someone. And so I made a conscious decision in that moment to as best I can have positive interactions with as many people as I can. So when I picked Alistair up from daycare, I asked his preschool teacher, how are you today? You doing okay? I appreciate what you're doing. This means the world to us. And again, I'm not trying to be a, a hero here. Ooh, look at Pastor Jonathan. But it made me recognize something, this text and my experience this week that there are lots of people in this world who feel unseen, who feel unappreciated. Again, think back to those teachers. Teachers, do y'all always feel appreciated? No, I, I'm married to a teacher, I know. Think back to fast food workers. Do you think they feel appreciated? No. Think back to, to anybody in a service job at all. Do you think they feel appreciated? No. Just give me what I want as quickly as possible, as cheaply as possible. And if you don't, I'm going to let you have it. We live in a world where there are so many people we overlook and don't count. If you really think about it, Every one of us wants to be seen and appreciated. I mean, does anyone get up in the morning and look at the mirror and go, I hope I'm underappreciated today? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Every one of you wants to be seen and appreciated every day. And you should be, because every one of you is uniquely gifted. Just by you being you, you are a gift to the entire world world. There has never been anyone like you before, nor will there be anyone like you after you. You are completely unique just by being you. You are a gift. You are special. And for certain, God sees you and God appreciates you. And that's nice to know, right? I mean, that's, we like that thought. But sometimes we need a little bit more. And so God invites all of us to be ambassadors of the kingdom out in the world. To take that seeing and appreciation of God out into the interactions that we have. So that's your challenge, not just for today, not just for this week or this month, 
But that's your challenge for always. To go out and see as many people as you can. Now, just to be clear, married people here, I am not inviting you to all go start having, you know, affairs. A pastor told me I can go see her. But to go out and to pay attention to the person who bags your groceries or pumps your gas or teaches and cares for your kids or any other interaction that you have. See those around you and give them just a little bit of appreciation. I see you, you count, you're a part, you're special, you're appreciated. Amen.